let's practice the the intro so that it's nice and clean. We're gonna have some background music. And then some highlights of us talking. I disagree with that one, Omar. Here's why. Boom, cut that. I'm okay. I mean. I disagree with that one, Omar. Here's why. I'm not deeply. I don't have a strong opinion on that. Hi, I'm Tyler and this is Omar and we are bringing you the Screaming at Kicking podcast for soccer coaches about soccer topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're getting there <laughs> with a big gulp. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the soccer podcast. This is Omar. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say the title or not? <laughs> <laughs> Are we called the Oh yeah, what's the name? <laughs> what's our name again? Screaming at Oh, kicking. screaming at Kicking. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Can I get some water? <laughs> Hi, I'm Tyler and this is Omar. Uh, we are putting together the Screaming at Kicking podcast for soccer coaches trying to learn and grow, trying to improve our communication skills, or at least me, um, and trying to celebrate the beautiful game that can bring together people from all parts of the world. Omar, hello. Greetings. What's happening? What, uh, go ahead. Feel well, like I'm just glad we're doing this because we are both, as everyone knows, oracles of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of nonsense out there. So hopefully bringing some insight to some coaches who want to learn a thing or two and help us learn, by the way, as we go episode to episode. We'll be tackling a lot of topics, goals, Performance and outcome, mental skills, tactics, full season athlete development. There's a lot. There's a lot that we're going to cover. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. This is where it's at. Mindset development, uh, emotional intelligence. They get the, the, the gist. <laughs> What's the first thing we should talk about to our listeners who have nothing else better to do? First topic is us <laughs> because what else would it be that's most of my story how about, how about you that was truly inspiring <laughs> um i guess i'll start i'm originally from lebanon born and raised at the age of 17 i went to the uk to pursue an undergrad in exercise and sports science I, that's where I started my playing career and then I moved to Norway to play there for a year and then I moved to Italy 
which was a tremendous experience. And then three years in Saudi Arabia, which was incredible on a sporting level, not so much on the social level. And then moved over to the United States of America two and a half years ago. Currently coaching at UNCC. Coached for Charlotte Soccer Academy. And coached for Providence Day School for both JV and varsity. So touching a little bit on everything, high school, club, college, good exposure, exposed to some good people and to some idiots, which we will get into, by the way. <laughs> we do have a section set aside for idiots. So I came to the US to pursue a master's in sports management, graduated, now I'm doing executive coaching which has, as I'm learning, a lot of overlap in sports. Now, granted, I am the only student in the class that works in sports. So they all work in like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, mm -hmm. other banks. But there's a lot of overlap because you're not just coaching players, you're coaching people. Yeah. So, I would be interesting. Yeah, I would have expected it to be with executive, it's executive coaching. Yeah, I would expect it to be more sports focused than not. Oh yeah, it's not even uh, remotely sport related. It's interesting. Is it like you are the executive coaching people or what exactly? <clears throat> so we're covering like group dynamics. And that's one thing that we are currently doing on the U.S. Soccer Federation B license, or at least that's a portion if the B license is working on your group dynamics, how to strengthen the bond between the players, how to inspire and empower people, give them autonomy. Uh, so there's a lot of similarities, a lot of similarities. So there's one graph that was shown to us on the B license. Uh, by Tuckman and Jensen and it has the five different stages of assimilation so you have forming storming I'm sure you guys know it and the last one is adjourning that same graph was shown on my executive coaching masters <laughs> so two very different worlds different uh, qualifications different institutions not even closely related and they're using that same model from Tuckman and Jensen yeah, about forming, storming, norming, adjoining. Yeah, I never have seen that before, so good to fill them in. But yeah, that's super interesting, especially, I mean, that's got to be one of the biggest things for any coach is getting your group on the same page, making sure everybody feels like they belong in that group, and then your potential for performance skyrockets from from that type of unity as a, as a foundation. So that's huge. I mean, I'm perfect as I am, so I don't think it's possible to even improve, but well, I understand what you're saying. We'll make sure to review your feedback forms on the, on the B license. We might, what <laughs> feedback forms? Let's, episode two, we're gonna read some of the feedback forms that are for Omar from his peers. So <laughs> they, those might be fabricated is all I'm gonna say. I, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying they might be I forged. Mean, we will we'll be the judge of that. We'll, we'll figure it out. We can investigate. So, 
my backstory. Let's see. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, which is up in the north of the U.S., borders Canada, and it's kind of smack in the middle of the country as far as left to right. And it was an hour to get to Walmart, so we were pretty remote. Um, not a lot happening up there, especially during wintertime, which was like six or seven months out of the year. The fields were frozen and everything like that. I started playing, I think even before kindergarten, just in a small town league there, which is a pretty awesome league now that I think about it for the size of the town and everything that went into it. It was pretty well organized and consistent. Um, I started playing club once I aged out of that program, which was around seventh grade, something like that. Always enjoyed it a ton. Um, and as soon as I got my driver's license, I was pretty much at the field anytime it was light out. Went on to play in college at Clearwater Christian College. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then from there, I started coaching at Columbia International University for, I believe, five seasons there. And then we moved to the Charlotte area after those after that fifth season and I we moved there for up here for personal reasons um, and I was I wasn't actively you know on the hunt for the next soccer opportunity but connected through a friend of mine now I have the opportunity to coach JV boys soccer here so I'm, I'm staying around that way it's that it's actually been really nice just schedule wise uh, and it's a it's a fun fun dynamic with that that kind of group of boys is interesting to work with their sense of humor is a little different than mine uh, but it's good and it definitely has helped me communicate a lot better than I would without it so nice <clears throat> it was just one of the classic gym meetups you know at performance unlimited so, yeah, we met at Performance Unlimited. Um, it was pretty recently after I had hurt my back. So I was out for a solid like six months or something and was just starting to get back into normal. Like I got cleared to do running and things like that. So it had been a good little bit since I did much of anything, I think. I don't know if I met you before that or not. I, did, I don't know. No. Omar was super loud, so he was kind of hard not to not to meet at the gym. But he was he had a good work rate. He was getting stuff done, so that was nice. Well, to be honest, I was at Performance Unlimited because the girls that work out there are very attractive. Um, that's what I'll say. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I trained there because John Litton is a fantastic trainer, and I wanted to take my training to the next level and the reason I am loud I didn't say it was bad loud. is because I work out so hard and because I don't know like grunting makes me give more effort yeah, like that's... when I'm on my ninth chin up was and it... then I start grunting it gives me an extra two reps 
Yeah, you probably should have said like 19th though. You know that there's gyms in Saudi Arabia, not Saudi Arabia, gyms abroad that say no grunting? Oh yeah, there's something like that in the US. Have you heard of Planet Fitness? What a bunch of pansies. Well, there goes our first sponsorship deal. <laughs> just blowing them out left and right. Um, that's, yeah, it just depends. It's pretty common though for Planet Fitness to be... I can think of worse habits than grunting. <laughs> How about yeah. this? How about no small talk? How about that? Last thing I want while I'm working out is some dude, not even a, a pretty girl, some dude hey, what's up, bro? walks up to me. Hey, where are you from? <laughs> Do I look... Like, dude, I'm wearing all black. I grow my beard. I'm wearing earphones. Do I need to wear a ski mask? I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> How about that? We, we eliminate the small talking. I'll get rid of the grunting. Is that a negotiable... Yeah, well, that's kind of the... Going back to our topics, building a group and community, small talk is key. I don't no, it wasn't like no. I was like, hey man, how are you? I don't even No, I'll tell you how it happened. John put us in the same workout. Yeah, like soccer touches and stuff. Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. To Omar's credit, he was definitely getting some work done though. Like that's what I was trying to say is Because I don't small talk. Right. He doesn't waste time, small but like all I said was he's loud, which you be the judge. <laughs> I mean, there was a. I was wearing a, my UNCC shirt, and some guy walks up to me and goes, "UNCC, yeah." <laughs> it's a great place. I've never but been. But do there. I need to be told that by a stranger? Well, it's just like you know, you find a common thread, and like maybe maybe they're looking for a friend or something, you know. For any of our listeners, if anyone has a shirt that says "antisocial." I will pay you an incredible amount of money to get that shirt from you. I just don't want to talk to people, dude, while, while I'm working out. Okay, well, I mean, that's kind of my perspective and default for all the time, but it stays the same during working out. Like, that's kind of my approach for, for most times, let you know, alone that, working that's out. That's why I love coaching. Because when you're coaching players, you there's literally not a single moment that is free to small talk. Like if you have an office job, people get caught all the time on Facebook or talking to people in other cubicles. As a coach, you are literally engaged for 90 minutes. Hopefully. It is good to have some small talk like before and after. Especially with just trying to connect with your squad a little bit. Get to know. Get some. You can delegate that. <laughs> you know, we, we have a terrific. Hey guys, write your name on the sheet. How <laughs> you been? Write it down. So one thing I discussed with Esme, chapter seven of her guidebook was effective group, uh, coaches, st staff coaches dynamic. So like how the head coach can be a hard, <laughs> the assistant coach is the soft guy, or vice right. versa. 
Right, yeah. So you, you can, can always have... delegate that small talk to a coach who is actually good at it. <clears throat> okay. Because I feel like players, they can sense when you're not being yourself. Yeah, for sure. So, no. okay. Not to spoil, how do you get into... How do you build that connection without small talk? Just getting to know them a little bit. I think there's many steps to go through. I think the first the first thing that players try to get a, a feel of you is your body language. Because obviously they see that before they get to talk to you, especially mm -hmm. if they're new on the team. <clears throat> like, okay, what's he wearing? What's his demeanor? Does he have a beer belly? For real. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we infer our own like what do you call it in English? Judgment, we infer our own pre yeah, on onto the world. Presuppositions, yeah. yeah. Assumptions. Hmm. So you're looking at a coach, you're like, "Wow, that guy looks like a tough SOB." Yeah. Not necessarily always the case. And something I always tell players and coaches, never trust your senses. Don't trust your eyes. Don't trust your ears. Always check. So if your eyes tell you something, go and find the evidence that supports the notion in your head. Alright. That's way different for me. Because I say trust, but verify. So you got to go check anyways. There so you go. we get to the same end point, just different ways. It's pretty nice. Nice job, us, on that one. But it's interesting, like, some of the dynamics in things and your approach, how it can change from one level to another, but also as far as, like, high school, college, professional level, whatever it might be, recreational, just playing with a Sunday league team, um, how much, like, it can be a different approach, but also it's really not all that different from different levels well I think within like just take, take high school for example even just that alone you have so many different types of high schools yeah and where the tuition is 50,000 a year I'm just yeah, guessing no, it's yeah, expensive it and then you have high schools that are predominantly Latino and then you have high schools that are predominantly poor so within the high school demographics there's so many different types of cultures that you have to adapt to. That's wild disparity. I kid you not. I know a Croatian coach, one of the best goalkeeper coaches I've ever had in my life, coaches in Utah. And Utah is full of Mormons who are the most polite people on the planet. And he uh. comes from a competitive kill or be killed mm -hmm. background. How do you think that plays in Utah? <laughs> I saw him coach 13-year-olds and the two 13-year-old, one 13-year-old tackled another. And then he turned to him and he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And he picks him up. And then the Croatian coach goes like, who cares? <laughs> so yeah. culture matters. Yeah, for sure. My, my teammates in club used to make fun of me because I would take somebody out with a tackle or whatever, and then my parents on the sidelines were like, Ty, you gotta help him up. 
<laughs> Go up, map. But see, you, again, like it can't be forced, the behavior. Right. right, yeah. I have a friend who, like you, tackled someone pretty hard, but he always picks them up. Mm -hmm. And then his teammates berate him for picking him up. It's like, well, okay, but he still tackled him pretty hard. Right. That, yeah, I, I have no problem. And I'll pick somebody up, especially if I know that I hit him or whatever. But that doesn't mean I'm going to come in soft around the next tackle. Like, if he's got the ball and I'm going to come get it. It's not like I'm going to lay off or anything. But there's, I don't see any harm with... I don't have the kill or be killed mentality. Mine's more like the only difference between me and you right now is the color that uh, the color shirt that you're wearing like you're on the other team we both enjoy soccer obviously and we probably have a lot more in common than we'd even think about but like i'm supposed to hate you because you have a red shirt on and i have a white shirt like and he was probably better looking i which mean which is why you tackled him i don't even know what to say that <laughs> It's, Cause it's it's true. I, it's probably not wrong. Uh, I don't have that clear of details of the memory, but it's a fair I one. rank everyone on the field. In what? In looks. <laughs> it's so weird. People th like my coach <laughs> always thought. Why? My coach, my coach always thought, like I was looking at the opponents yeah, you're to, like to like scout them. Like, oh, is this this player right footed? Is this player left footed? Is it going to be an in swinger? Does he like to go in one v ones? Nah, I'm I'm just checking if I'm the most handsome guy on the field. I'm doing the first the inspirational first coach, by the way. Yeah, really quality. If you yeah studying the opponents first, you rank them, then you can start looking at what foot he prefers. But yeah, when I what I would notice on people playing is what cleats they had, and that's what I would remember. It's like who had the nicest cleats, basically. I judge body language. It's the way they walk. What what do they do when they concede a goal? Mm -hmm. I did, I definitely didn't have that like as a kid, but I definitely like I enjoyed. As soon as I saw them like getting at each other for whatever, even if they're up three or whatever, they start getting pissed at each other. Like I'm like okay, now we have. 10 times the chance to take it to him or whatever. Like, I wasn't smart enough or, I don't know, educated enough or thoughtful or whatever coach to be intentional about that, but I, you could still pick up on that and be like, okay, these guys are weak in this area, so let's go. What do y'all hope people get out of this podcast? Like, not this episode specifically, but... <laughs> If they don't get anything from this episode, I mean... Just go pack it in, guys. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Click the unsubscribe button. <laughs> Turn off your notifications. Send us an email. We'll, we'll remove you from the email list. I will whatever not read you... it. Tyler will read it. I won't. So whatever complaints... Omar talks too much. Send it to Tyler. I will forward anything Omar related directly to his email. So and I will block it. him. I will screenshot it. And send it to his phone if we need to. I'll print him out and put him in his car sometime. Okay. Like, or stack him. But anyways, so what do you to actually get out of this, oh, I, I think 
I don't know if when I mentioned it, it was in a segment that was worth keeping on the recording <laughs> from this episode, but I kind of, so my goals are to grow as a coach just from the different areas we're looking at and grow as a person uh, to improve my communication skills, which I mean, it's pretty, I got a, a long way to go for that in case you haven't noticed. Um, and just to celebrate the beautiful game that can connect, you know, a random kid from the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin to another kid from, I don't, I'm guessing a city, but Lebanon, halfway across the world, it's pretty cool. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what I would hope for people listening, you know, grow as a person, as a coach, and hopefully have some fun listening, enjoying some soccer related topics helping you learn and grow a little bit. I just want people to be curious. I just want to give them as much knowledge and insight as I can through my conversations with people who are smarter than me. So one of the great things about like, this podcast is like we're going to have a lot so, of... Yeah, just checking. We're going to have a lot of guests who understand many different areas about the game so if you are passionate and curious about the game this is the podcast for you we will not be talking there's not going to be any pub talk about your favorite team no one cares who you support but this will help you become a better coach and will give you the resources and tools to be better yeah and i mean hopefully just where we're at, be able to connect with the, the people that we're able to bring on and just open up their knowledge and kind of give them a platform to share that expertise. And I'll be right there learning along. I mean, I'm, I'm here to learn and grow, you know, and just giving them the opportunity and hopefully a good, I don't know, platform, like I said, just to, to share what they've dug into and studied and you know they've recognized as a weakness in their personal life or their coaching life or as an athlete going through their career that they can now pass on and it's really cool just to be able to do that and all have the connection of a game that we just enjoy playing enjoy coaching enjoy being around where we might not cross paths anywhere else but everybody loves scoring a good goal right not me. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm a goalkeeper. Womp, womp, womp. Funnily enough, one of the guests that we will be having on, which I'm not spoiling, checked out my LinkedIn today. And then do you know what I remembered in that moment when I saw the, the notification that says this person <laughs> has viewed your profile? I hate LinkedIn. There goes that sponsorship. Do you know what came to my mind? when I saw that notification that she checked my profile. I need to update my profile. Uh -huh. That's why they do it. That's how they get It's checked. like three years behind. So she's reading it going like, who the <laughs> is this? I fellow? don't even know what is on my LinkedIn. I think it's decently up to date. I hope you didn't scare her off by how poor my resume is. Nah. We just... 
we have to get the podcast up and running so there's actually something there to be like, yeah, this is it. She's so great that we're going to have her on for two episodes. All right. Well, Tyler just goes along. Okay. That's what coaches will get out of it. Is there anything for like players or people who love the game, like anything for them to get out of it as well? Do you hope to have anything for them? Or how it will translate to players, lovers of soccer? Well, yeah, because a lot of players, and this is really unfortunate to say, but especially at the youth level, don't know what a good coach looks like. So if you only have one coach for five years, that's the only coach you know. It's the worst coach, but he's also the best coach you've ever had because you've never had anyone else. Mm-hmm. So this is a great opportunity. Our episodes are a great opportunity to educate players on what appropriate coach behavior is. Yeah, and there's plenty that is not. It's Most of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's cool too. Just thinking about it, like you you might be stuck with a coach for five years or whatever, or I mean, you don't even have a choice. You know, like in where I grew up, it wasn't like oh yeah, you know, we got tryouts, trials, everybody's getting ranked, blah blah blah. It was like you gotta make sure you invite all your friends because otherwise we're not gonna have enough to have a team. And it was. They didn't have super standardized coaching education and things. So it was a couple parents who were like, yeah, I'll make the sacrifice so that you guys can have a team and doing all the trips, all the practices, organization, and like full-time jobs doing other things. Just a huge sacrifice from them just to be able to have a team. So they're not, it's not like you just don't have any type of, super advanced coaching you know like you might not it just depends where you're from and that's that's kind of like a a big motivator for me is like you don't have to be in a big city or at a big club or have access to those things to have a desire to grow and get better and like find resources like this or videos or whatever so that you can learn and grow and and move on to bigger kind of enlarge your soccer circle and hopefully extend your career or whatever it is that you're trying to do I think parents will take away from this more than players will. Because, dude, I don't think parents even understand the game. I don't think coaches understand the game, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think coaches, especially around here, here as in this continent, um, the globe. really understand what it takes to lead a team they don't understand the impact of a coach or the role of the coach. Just basic things. You don't even have to get to the objective. Just the bare bones. What is the role? And if I ask 20 parents, I'll get 20 different answers. And that's partly on the coaches as well for not clarifying, for not sending a nice lengthy email in preseason saying what's expected. What are the core values that he wants to, or she wants to teach? Mm-hmm. So it's on us. It's also on you parents as well. Come on, parents. Be better. Nah. As Oprah would say. Really? Oprah, please come on the show. Does she say that? I've never heard her say <clears> that. Yeah. I haven't paid a lot of attention to her, but. 
I think it was her guest that said that. Be better. Yeah. It's good advice. I mean, pretty obvious. Hopefully. Uh, breathe. I mean... Oh, drink water. I have, to tell, I have to tell my wife that a lot. <laughs> she doesn't drink enough water. What? Don't cut that out. We are here held hostage by Tyler's (laughs) wife. The producer. You can't see We have to give credit. We have to give credit to the producer mastermind with the headset off camera. We'll uh, we'll have to interview her for one of the episodes at some point. Maybe we'll have like a thousand subscriber or thousand listens milestone. But we will be rigorous. I do think. (laughs) yeah i kind of i think we gotta have you know one set goal or whatever for a given episode like we really want coaches to be able to take away boom 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 like which from this one i don't know what you're gonna take away from this one hopefully some goals and like some motivation to improve and recognize that the effort you're putting in You might not see it. That's one of the things about coaching is like you're just always pouring out, pouring out, pouring out and investing. And depending on your age group, I mean, but in the college, at the college level, for example, it's like you invest in these guys for four years and you might might not hear back for five, six, seven years. And then out of nowhere, somebody's like, hey, man, you know, that really, I didn't really think about it much at the time, but... You know, that had a really big impact kind of on my outlook going forward and now how I coach my teams and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of investing with no guarantee of any type of return or impact. And it's not something like you just got to know that you're doing the right thing and continue trying to learn and grow and improve so that you're able to keep on investing and, and pour out and it's cool when you do get the feedback or whatever kind of positive stuff coming back, but it's it's not always guaranteed, and it, sometimes it takes ten plus years to hear back about it. Or they'll never tell you. Yeah, or they'll never tell you, which is fine, but hopefully encouraging coaches to learn and keep on going, especially middle of the season when it starts to drag a little bit, perhaps. So let's do like one fun fact about each of you. Fun fact about me. I generally have it. I generally have a hard time finding hats that fit. Also fitting my head in the frame. I don't know how, uh, how we're working that together, but you're sitting more forward than Omar is, and your head looks dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> Pinky uh, in the brain. <laughs> that would be a great intro. Omar, you got a fun fact for us? Wait, I'm just fascinated at how like big your head is. <laughs> You had struggle wearing hats? Not wearing, but like... You mean a cap or a hat? What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference between a cap and a hat? Well, here's a fun fact. So when I'm coaching, I am dressed in all black 
clean cut shave, ready to rock and roll, ready to go to war. And I look across the field, <laughs> and I look across the field at Tyler, my opponent, and he is wearing a fedora. No, it's not a fedora. And I'm like, it. is this, is he taunting me? Is he, am I going to war with Fedora the Explorer? <sighs> yes. Oh, Jumanji, my bad. Yes, yes. We can finish this out with this. So, that's a great fun fact, except not super, but it is a great topic. I'm glad you mentioned it. So, my hat is official from Disney World. Pretty awesome. Animal Kingdom. Guys, so. this, is what you're, this is what you signed up for. This is, <laughs> this is content. You wanted the best, you got it. But Please tell me more yes. about Disney. So, um, it basically, I mean, just a hat that I liked, but I took myself way too seriously for a really long time. So now I'm trying to find ways, not just to like go totally the opposite direction, but just to be intentional about recognizing that. I'm not really that big of a deal, so it's okay for me to wear a goofy hat sometimes, or whatever it might be. Like, use a different approach or whatever. So, it's a, it's a good opportunity for me to remind myself that life's not that serious, and I can enjoy it and just be a little goofy without having to worry about what other people think, pretty much. So, it's been a good exercise in that. It gets. It tends to get comments from a lot of people, especially the other team, like going through on handshakes and high fives. It's it's been fun. It's well, been I happen to think I'm a very big deal, <laughs> but I so I think I'm a big deal, but it doesn't matter. It's like I'm glorious, but we're all gonna die. True. Wow, morbid, huh? So, we, uh, you just really killed <laughs> literally we just killed the vibes hmm okay. none of it matters I think I'm a good uh, I'm trying to be a good coach I don't see that many coaches actually trying reading books reading studies talking to coaches who are more experienced on the B license they make you write down an action plan for how you want to monitor and enhance your growth. So I had a whole list of things. I read Wade Gilbert, very famous sports scientist. Shout out to Wade Gilbert. Yo, Wade, can't wait to get you on here. We actually probably can, by the way. Anyways, awesome. um, that'd be cool. I surround myself with coaches who are better, more experienced, better knowledge. I am self-reflective. Is that me or do I not fall into that? No, you do not. Do you do for other reasons though? For your fedora. Um, okay, it's not a fedora. It's very much a safari. Anywho, hat. with the action steps, I'm reading it. I'm reading at the stuff that I wrote, and I'm like, how many other coaches actually do this? Right. And if you listen, if you are one of those coaches, do reach out because you are a. Di uh, 
You're What's a rare glorious, plant? right? If yeah, you're, you're one of the glorious. A rare plant. <laughs> <laughs> What's a rare plant? Yeah, uh, or something that's rare. It doesn't have to be a plant. I don't know why I said plant. <laughs> you said you go with diamonds. That was a good diamonds. Rare... Yeah. A diamond in the rough. There you go. As my cousin Aladdin would say. The, the <laughs> rarest. <laughs> I'm the sure we're related in some way. Plants. I don't know why. There I is keep an awkward resemblance. Making sure the screen's awake. Who do oh. I look like more, Aladdin or Jafar? Jafar is the bad guy, right? That is yes. <laughs> Probably Aladdin. Oh, um, the my so my question was, I just wanted to make sure and to clarify. So, what makes you and sets you apart wasn't just writing down the list of stuff, right? Like you actually go and do it. Just here's my best quality. I'll I'll say it on episode one, so that that and episode nine hundred, I'll say it again. My best quality is I'm aware of my own ignorance. That's good. Are you aware of your own ignorance? Ask yourself that. It's a good question. Because you don't know what you don't know. But there's many areas where you do know that you don't know. So I know I don't know anything about astrophysics or quantum mechanics. Or plants. You didn't have to. <laughs> Why? <laughs> My point is, <laughs> it's just great for episode one. I think really, it's really helped me out with not taking myself too seriously. However, I do have to wonder what any guest would think. Listen, if it, before this, agreeing, listen, come on. this is a message to our listeners. If you think we are going to adjust our behavior when we have a guest on, you are sorely mistaken. They are in for a shock. All maybe, of our guests. Maybe that can be what we do. As a thank you, we send them a cool hat. What is it with you and hats? I don't know. Just, it's just an idea. <laughs> Flowers, chocolate. What is it? Like, who wears hats other than 80 year old women? He's been excluded from the hat world his whole life, so it's a big deal. <laughs> you can yeah. Like, you're not going when, bald. When I find one that fits, I gotta hang on to it. They're pretty rare. So what's your fun fact, Omar? Yeah, what is your fun fact? I'm not a particularly fun person, so I don't have a fun fact. Okay, just an average I have facts. fact. They're just okay. not very fun. Give me a fact. Give me a stat, a fact. A stat or a fact. I'm trying to like think of a story of me abroad. Tell them, tell them about that one time I scored a goal on you in indoor. You mean the one out of the 800 attempts? No. My percentage has got to be higher than that. At least two. At least two. But you don't have to do that one. You can pick another one. That was a fun fact for me. That you scored a goal on me? Yeah. I don't know why. What, what, what should it? Uh, what should it entail? The first 
I don't think you want that. <laughs> I don't think you want the first thought. <laughs> Not first. No. What uh, was what was mine? I already forgot. Yours was that your head is really big. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. Tell me. Um, my fun fact is that my head is proportionate to my body. I have a normal sized head. <laughs> yeah. What What was your favorite movie as a kid? That would be your fun fact. Because we already talked about it a little bit. As a kid. Or now. Give me any facts. Oof. What kind of, like, what's a good lunch to you? Because you eat some weird stuff. Go to Kid Cashew. I've heard that's good. That's where it's at. Is that all vegan or vegetarian? No, it is not. Okay. <laughs> why For those of you that are wondering why I'm so cranky about vegan food, I just ate a piece of plastic that cost four ninety nine from Trader Joe's. Love Trader Joe's, but that veggies wrap just no. We'd like a refund on that. Kid Cashew, get the chicken avocado sandwich. Sounds nice. Uh, that's a great fact. If you're listening on audio, you can't see my face right now, which is a good thing. But you should subscribe to the podcast on your normal subscription setup. And make sure to leave a review on there because it helps us grow. We, like we love a good five-star review, but be honest. Because everyone can spot when you're lying. And the minimum stars that you can give is five stars. Right, you have to get five. I mean, come on. So, final thoughts. Let's do it. I'm excited, man. And you have already motivated me to learn and grow and get better. So, I'm excited to do more of that. And hopefully I can encourage you to do the same. My final thoughts is that reflection is key to growth. Write it down, type it down, but make sure you have some sort of recollection of what happened and how you felt when it happened in the coaching context. Reflection will help you grow as a person and as a coach. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. It has been a treat. If you're still here, <laughs> treat. If you're still here, I'm very impressed with you. Wait, a treat for who? For this experience. It's been great. If you're still here, I'm very impressed with you, whether it's on YouTube, where we are, or audio, listening to podcasts. I'm impressed. Nice job. And we'll see you next time, hopefully in like a week. Subscribe, comment, share. Yeah, make sure to share with somebody who you think can benefit or at least just needs a little encouragement. We're excited to keep bringing more good stuff your way. Because we deliver.